middle of another week as we are literally wrapping up the month of March. It is March 29th. April is going to be this weekend. Hard to believe, but that just means we're getting closer and closer to draft season. But first, we're going to continue grading and ranking uh, where the Bengals depth chart stands today. Moving on with the defense. Welcome into another offseason edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad and Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislik, who apparently abandoned us for a week for whatever reason. I'm just kidding. He was on vacation. Uh, he is back in the saddle with us. So you got the whole crew together for the first time in well over a week, which is hard to believe. Time really flies like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just Andrew and I yesterday on the offense. So uh, we're going to do the defense today, like I said, and now Mike is going to get in on it. I kind of explained to Mike how we did it yesterday. So uh, we're going to rank each positional group on the Bengals' defense uh, based on what they have on their depth chart as either being better uh, going into 2023, the same as they were last year, or worse. Um, and we're going to kind of keep tally like a win-loss tie column. So if they get better, that's a win. Um, if they don't, it's a loss. And if they stay the same, that's a tie. So we're going to do it position by position and kind of tally it up at the end. So we're going to start on the defensive line like we did with the O-line yesterday, and we're going to start at left defensive end. Now, mind you, the Bengals have a 5-2 base defense, but just for consolidation purposes, I had it divided as left defensive end, left defensive tackle, right defensive tackle, right defensive end, and then the two linebacker groups. Uh, But starting with left defensive end, We've got Sam Hubbard, of course, uh, coming back for his sixth season. Uh, Right behind him, Cam Sample, who's been a rotational player uh, since 2021 when the Bengals drafted him. Uh, Gentlemen, what do we think? Is left defensive end going to be better, the same, or worse for the Bengals next year? Who wants to go first? You go first. Welcome back, Mike. I've never played this game, and I have to go first now? Of course. Uh, Spirit. uh, I guess worse. Um... I mean, Sam Hubbard's not getting any younger. Uh, they didn't add any pass rushers. Uh, I don't see why, you know, they would be any better. Okay. Andrew, what do you think? Do they stay the same, or do you think, like Mike said, they actually have a little bit of a drop-off next year? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, I, I said yesterday, um, you know, there are positions along the along the roster. You know, I mentioned Ted Karras is one that was going to stay the same, but it was – you're feeling good about, um, I mean, you obviously feel good about Sam Hubbard, but you don't feel good about the pass rush as a whole. So I'm going to say it stays the same. It's just, I, I don't know if you're feeling good about where this, where this defensive line is at. Um, so I think kind of, it's going to stay the same at that position. I think Hubbard is uh, going to get you what you want, but it's, it's not exactly the best feeling in the world kind of having this same group that you did last year that, you know, I think they were 29th in sacks. They were. Yeah, and sack efficiency as well. They did not rank highly in that category. Um, I'm with you. I mean, you're more on the feeling of not feeling great, but I don't know that there's going to be a drop-off from Sam Hubbard. I I don't know that he gets any better, like you guys said. I don't know that he gets worse. I think he just kind of stays the same. I don't know that you get much more out of Cam Sample, although I'd like to think maybe his motor increases a little bit next year. So I'm going to stay that – I'm going to say that left defensive end – We'll just stay stagnant uh, going into 2023. So that means we have what? Zero, zero, one. So it's 001 because we're going to say it's a tie that we're going to say that they stay the same. So now we're going to move over uh, to left defensive tackle. So we've got, and again, this is for consolidation purposes, DJ Reader, uh, and then right behind him, Josh Tupo. So you got two veterans on that side of the ball. Uh, what do you guys think? 
going to see something better from that side, stay the same, or are you worried about a drop-off? Andrew? I thought Mike was going to go. Um, <laughs> Whoever wants to go, yeah, it's so, a free-for-all. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it, it you can kind of look at this a couple different ways. DJ Reader only played in 10 games last year uh, due to a knee injury. So, you know, hey, if, if you think you're going to get, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 games out of DJ, DJ Reader, uh, I think you're feeling better about this position. Uh, but that also kind of comes at the cost that, hey, he's going into his 18th uh, – or excuse me, 18th – eighth NFL season – um, you know, he's played 91 games in his career in the NFL. Uh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of snaps for a guy that big. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's fair to say, stay the same. Uh, when Ritter was on the field, he was really good. Uh, you just, you worry about a potential drop off. And I think any kind of potential drop off, you still like DJ Ritter as a player, but you know, if you, if there is any kind of drop off, I think it kind of gets mitigated by having him in the lineup for, you know, if you're going to get him for more than 10 games. Yeah, I'd say probably stays the same just because if Reader is healthy, um, there might not be any drop. But I think it's concerning that they didn't um, add any help um, for him. Um, you know, I don't think this is a really all that deep group at defensive tackle. Um, so it kind of forces him to play a lot of snaps like he did when he came back uh, from injury right off the bat. Um, so you're putting a lot of pressure on him to stay healthy, which he's only done kind of one of the last three years. Um, so I think that's going to be tough, but I mean, you hope you can get, you know, a full season and then th- that whole, it lifts the whole group. Um, but it's a lot to ask, but you know, if he, if he plays that the, the production at least will be better if he plays a full season. Yeah. Um, I think it's unanimous. Like you guys said, I think it just stays the same. Um, there is also of course the concern that he's getting closer to the age of 30 and he's played a lot of snaps in his career, but I mean, if he stays healthy, uh, and he plays like he did when he came back from his injury, I would think that the Bengals will get just about the same as what they got the year before. So we're going to say left defensive tackle stays the same based on what the depth chart says going into next year. So now for keeping tally, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because I have a Ramadan brain, so I might miss a few numbers. We're 0-0-2 right now. So 0-0-2, two position groups staying the same. Moving over to the right side of the defensive line, we're going to go to right defensive tackle. Uh, there we have grouped together from top to bottom, BJ Hill going into his third year with the Bengals, Zach Carter coming off his rookie season and Jay Tufeli who played a depth role uh, after the Bengals got him off of waivers before the start of the year last year, better, same or worse that right defensive tackle guys going into next year. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's another, you know, stay the same. Um, I, again, I don't think it's necessarily a positive stay the same, um, you know, and it's nothing against B.J. Hill. I just think, you know, you kind of look at where that defensive line is and you need somebody to take a step forward, um, you know, and, and frankly, I mean, there there are a lot of guys that are kind of nearing their 30s. It's, you know, not to say that, you know, they're they're elderly people, but uh, you, you need some kind of youth injection on that defensive line, uh, especially, especially if it's not this year. So you need something to happen up front and um, – you know, BJ Hill in the three tech, I think you're fine with him there, but uh, yeah, I, I think you stay the same. And again, I, I, it's, it's not inspiring that you stay the same kind of, I think across the board on the defensive line. Well, looking at it, DJ Hill played like, um, you know, surpassed his career high in snaps, like by a wide mark. Oh, 
to replicate that. Um, he rushed the passer 600 times last year, you know, career high um, as well. Um, it's just, just a lot to ask. And then, I mean, I think you're dependent on Zach Carter. I mean, if he can sort of take a step forward, I, I think is your only hope. But I, I think you're going to be a step back, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure BJ Hill is going to be able to take kind of that workload uh, two years in a row. And if he does, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know, it's going to be hard, I think, as you get older, um, you know, to do that when, you know, uh, Lou Anarumo has talked about kind of the beating those guys take, I'd say probably a step back uh, for that group. Yeah, Mike, I think I'm with you on that. I, You know, and like you said, this is kind of the same thing with BJ Re- DJ Reader, but with BJ Hill, he played a lot last year, especially when DJ Reader was nursing that injury he had. And so it makes you wonder, like, unless they can get that out of Zach Carter, you know, that extra added, you know, depth, which he, he gave last year. But if you want to get even more out of him, it's hard to say how much of a jump he'll make. Um, and this kind of echoing what Andrew said, it, if it's staying the same, it's not a good stay the same. So I think we could say that this is a position that might regress in 2023. So keeping count, it's 0-1 and 2. We have one position group being right defensive tackle, potentially regressing with the other two positions on the left side staying the same. And then wrapping up on the defensive line, we've got right defensive end. You got Trey Hendrickson, Joseph Osai, and Jeff Gunner. Uh, Hendrickson's coming off of back-to-back Pro Bowl years, although... His sack production dropped a lot. Uh, Joseph Osai showed some upside playing in his first full season healthy. Gunter was mostly a special teams role guy who was inactive most of the year. But looking into 2023, how do we feel about that side of the defensive edge rushers going into next year? I think uh, – um, well, I guess – go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was waiting for you, so <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know, I, I think – you know, it's it's the slightest possible uh, increase in in um, in optimism here with with that. You know, with with adding Osai. Um, you know, you you mentioned it, Muhammad. He's he, he missed his first year. Uh, you know, he had a meniscus injury. Uh, then he comes back year two. Get sixteen games out of him. You get three and a half sacks. Um, you know, you had that really timely sack against against Mahomes in in um, in December. Cincinnati. In that in that December game, uh, it was like a third down play, I believe. So it was. You know, I think you, you're if you can get something off the bench from him, you know, kind of as a as a pass rusher on on certain downs, you're feeling better. Um, so I'm going to say you're actually feeling better about this. I just I I don't think that should kind of preclude you from still trying to upgrade that position in the draft. So um, you know, I, I think you're feeling better about kind of Joseph Osai's production. Trey Hendrickson, I mean, he had eight sacks last year. Uh, you, you kind of know what he is, but with Osai, you, you expect some kind of improvement. If you get that from him, uh, you're feeling better there, but it's not exactly the, uh, you know, the biggest jump in the world. I'd say getting worse. Uh, Osai is coming off another injury, obviously at a, a torn labrum. So he had, he had surgery, uh, you know, just seems like a guy that can't, um, you know, stay healthy, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, two major injuries here. Um, in early in his career, um, that those add up quickly. I think Trey Hendrickson, uh, he's you know turned 28 at the end of last season. He'll turn 29 in the middle at the towards the end of, of the uh, 23 season. Uh, teams have kind of um, you know I think kind of figured out the formula how to block this team, um, especially when they're not getting as much production from the other guys. Um, and Hendrickson's I think um, consistency kind of suffered because of that, just because uh, you know he is 
the focal point. They, you know, uh, did a lot to take him out of games. Um, he was quiet for, I think, lengthy stretches last year. Um, so I, I think it's tough that when they didn't add somebody um, in, in that group uh, on either, you know, in, in the interior or the edge, I think it's going to be tough to sort of maintain what they've done. Because I mean, it was a big drop-off last year from, from the, the run of the Super Bowl. Um, so I think you're going in the wrong direction as these, these guys get older um, and you're not providing a ton of help um, to that group. So you guys both make really good cases. Andrew kind of talks about, you know, Osai being a young, healthy player. But then Mike also makes a point that he had surgery after the AFC championship game when he slid out of bounds, when he pushed Mahomes on that last play. So, and then you talk about Hendrickson, like his numbers haven't really gone in the right direction. But I also wonder, like, will Hendrickson change his game up? Or is it just inevitable that, again, he's a guy getting close to 32. Like, is there going to be an inevitable drop-off? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to say maybe I think it gets better, to be honest. I think because, like Andrew said, although, you know, you know, he had the surgery, Osai did, I think he'll be healthy. I think, you know, he'll get juiced up for year three, I guess technically year two, but it's his third season. Um, and who knows? I think with Hendrickson, he doesn't necessarily go up. Like, I don't know that he's going to have the year he had when he had that franchise record in sacks. But I don't think he'll play worse than he did last year. I think at the very least, he stays the same. But when you add the bump with Osai, I say they get better. So we'll say right defensive end gets better going into next year. So kind of keeping count here, one, one, and two. One position group gets better, one doesn't. Two stay the same on the defensive line. So we're kind of even. But we're going to keep moving up to the linebacker position. Uh, At the Will linebacker spot, we got Jermaine Pratt who's going to be back for three more years. Marcus Bailey um, entering the final year of his rookie deal, mostly playing special teams, but he plays a little bit of linebacker. And Joe Bocci, who will also be back next year. How do we feel about the uh, Will linebacker position, guys? Uh, yeah, I um... – I mean, I don't really you know, see any difference. I mean, Jermaine Pratt um, and Logan Wilson are both sort of ascending players, I think. I mean, although – Jermaine kind of had a career year as of right now. Um, might be tough to match uh, what he did. I, I still I, I think that uh, he'll be good enough where there's no drop-off uh, at that spot. Yeah, um, I'm going to say, you know, I guess kind of like I was talking about just with defensive end, I'm going to say worse, but I don't think worse really? is necessarily, you know, a major drop. Um, you know, Jermaine Pratty, like Mike said, he had a career year last year. He had 99 tackles. He had three inter- or two, two, two or three interceptions. I have to look that up. Uh, but he had, he had a few interceptions. Uh, he was kind of noticeable in the past game, um, just in kind of how they used him. He played more snaps than he ever had. Um, I, I, I just, I, uh, you know, I think he had a career year. I think he's still going to be really good. I just, I, I don't know if it's fair to expect, you know, kind of, you know, borderline Pro Bowl level from him every year. Okay, so you're saying kind of stay the same mike is saying worse i say stay the same i said i said stay the same oh you said stay the same okay actually no you did say that i'm sorry i misheard you um yeah you said something else besides that i misheard that so yeah stay the same i'm with you guys i mean pratt is definitely i mean he's he's good for what he where he is in his career i think he's got a lot left in the tank but yeah i think they're just gonna get what they got of him last year and keep it that way so we're gonna say will linebacker stays the same i think that also goes with their depth too with 
Marcus Bailey, Joe Bocci, nothing crazy there. But moving over uh, to the Sam position, you got Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither. Um, I know you guys said that Logan Wilson is going to kind of say the same, but when you look at Akeem Davis-Gaither, does he get better? Does he make that specific linebacker spot uh, a better in 2023? What do you guys think on that side of the linebacker spot? Well, it sounds repetitive, but I mean, I just feel like it's going to stay the same. Um, I don't know how much Akeem plays. Um, you know, they don't go to the three linebacker package very often. Uh, Logan Wilson's a guy that's going to play, you know, every down that they have a linebacker in basically almost. And so um, I, I think he's not going to, you know, I, I still think he's improving, but I don't know how much that group as a whole will sort of get, you know, lift the team up. I still think that, um, but they'll, they'll, you know, good, good production out of that group, but the linebackers don't sort of drive this defense either. So, uh, I think stay the same. Yeah, I, I think you're going to stay the same too. Um, you know, you, you kind of look at some of the linebacker positions with just kind of the guys that they have, and there's really not uh, there's really not a change there. Akeem Davis-Gaither, I mean, we really only saw him play significant snaps, um, you know, when there was an injury or, or when they played the Ravens. So, um, you know, Logan Wilson, like Mike said, kind of drives that unit. So I think, I think you're staying the same. I think Logan Wilson, you know, he's going into a contract year, you know, unless he gets extended at some point this offseason or around then. But I think he actually maybe gets a little bit better, but maybe not much better because he's playing as well as he can play. So I'm going to just go with you guys on this one. I say he stays the same, just like uh, the other side of the linebacker position with Jermaine Pratt. So we got the linebacker position out of the way. We got the defensive line out of the way. The tally right now is 1-1-5. One, one one position group gets better, one doesn't. Um, and then we got five. No, wait. Yeah, we got five spots getting better. Staying the same, I should say. So one, one, and five. One, one, and five. So uh, we're making progress. We're, we're, we're making segues. When we come back, stay with us. We are going to round up our defensive depth chart grades with the secondary and answer a few questions about the Bengals' offensive line we didn't get to yesterday. Much more to come right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Hey there, it's Muhammad Ahmad from the Strictly Stripes podcast. And if you still don't know what Cincinnati Football Insider is, listen up. It's a community of fans who want the inside scoop on the Bengals and a direct connection to the podcast and the reporters who cover the team. Here's how it works. Andrew, Mike, and I will text your phone a few times a day with breaking news, analysis, and our insights on the Bengals. And it's the inside scoop on what we're hearing. And we're giving you the inside word before it even hits social media. If you join Cincinnati Football Insider, you get to participate on the podcast and you can text us directly. It's a great way to cut through the clutter of social media for just $4.99 a month. Still not sure? Just try it for two weeks. And if you don't like it, you can text the word stop at any time. But you won't want to cancel once you join the community of hardcore Bengals fans. So here's how you get on board. Text 513-940-4193 or go to cleveland.com slash Bengals and click on the blue banner at the top of the page. It's a great time to join as we're covering the NFL draft, OTAs, mini camps, and much more to come later this year. So give us a try for two weeks and see what you think. Just text again the number 513-940-4193. All right, and thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Moving forward, uh, continuing grading our defensive depth chart, we're going to move into the secondary, uh, starting with the cornerback room. Uh, at left cornerback, you have Chadovia Wuzier, who 
Obviously, his status for the start of the regular season is up in the air as he's rehabbing his torn ACL. Behind him, you have Sidney Jones, who the Bengals signed this week uh, as an insurance piece in free agency. So as of right now, with Eli Apple being a free agent, that's what you got on that side of the ball. Um, this is an interesting one, guys, because, again, we don't know about Cheeto's health going into next year. But how do you guys feel as of right now just about where that specific left cornerback position is going in next year? Yeah, um, this is probably the most the most interesting one, I think, on this defense. Um, you know, Cheeto was playing at a borderline Pro Bowl level, you know, before before he was injured last year. I mean, do you do you kind of look at this injury or do you look at this position as, hey, here's what it was before October 31st? Or do you look at it and say, here's what it was from November 1st through through the end of the season? Because, um, you know, I think that that matters. Uh, Cheeto's health obviously matters, um, you know, coming back from from a, from an ACL injury that, you know, really you, you couldn't start rehabbing until the beginning part of November. Um, you know, that's not easy. Um, it, it, that's hard to say. I mean, obviously, I think Cheeto's a better player than Eli Apple. Um, you know, if Cheeto's healthy week one, you're feeling better about that position than you did when when Eli was there. Um, but for now, I think, I think you kind of have to just stay the same as a cop out, um, because you don't know what Cheeto's health is going to be. Uh, you don't know kind of what he's going to look like in his return. I mean, maybe it takes him four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks to kind of get his feet under him. Um, you know, it's some, sometimes these knee injuries can linger. So, uh, you would worry about that if you're the Bengals. So I think, I think stay the same and, I don't really feel good about saying that. It's just I, I, I'm not sure how else you could say better or worse. Yeah, I think it has the potential to swing both ways, right? If Jovi doesn't land back healthy, that this could be you know much worse, especially depth-wise. Or um, if he kind of, you know, I guess he's exceeded kind of what they, uh, you know, the rehab timeline so far. If he gets back quickly and, and is good, um, you know, this could swing the other way. But I think right now you're looking at, um, you know, Sidney Jones replacing Eli Apple. Um, is that a push? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, it could swing either way. The thing is we just don't know. But I think that you have an insurance piece behind Cheeto. Hopefully he's healthy by the start of the season. But until then, I think it's just going to – Stay quiet and calm there for now. So we're going to stay stay the same at left cornerback. So the tally, I know I said before the break, it was 1-1-5. One, one, now it's 1-1-5. One, one, uh, so one position group not getting better, uh, getting worse rather. One gets better, five stay the same. All right, at right cornerback, we've got Cam Taylor-Britt coming off his eventful rookie year, which is a story in and of itself. Uh, and then really behind him, all you have is Alan George right now, who made the 53-man roster after being on the practice squad last year, which is remarkable given he was an undrafted free agent coming out of Vanderbilt. Uh, I think Cam Taylor-Britt's on the rise, guys, but what do you think? Is that specific cornerback spot that he's at better, the same, or worse in 2023? Yeah, I, I think it's better. Um, I think you're feeling you're feeling good about where Cam Taylor-Britt is. Uh, you know, we, we talked about him a lot during the year where, you know, hey, this guy's coming in and you know, he's going to kind of take it slow and there's going to be, you know, games where, where you can kind of have some, some leeway with him and then Cheeto gets hurt and that all kind of goes out the window. So yeah, I, I think you're feeling better about him. Cam Taylor Britt to me, he played really well as the season went along. So yeah, I, I think as a, as an ascending player on this defense, I think, I think you're feeling good about him in uh, him in year two. 
Yeah, I mean, anytime you can have a rookie play all the games and play well, uh, then he comes back and he's kind of slotted into the starting spot. I, mean, I think he has confidence. I think that's a spot where he easily improves uh, just because he gets better um, as long as he stays healthy. I think you're depth-wise, you're not kind of thrilled, um, you know, at, at cornerback just because, you know, Cheeto's not going to be healthy probably at the start of the season, just, you know, 100%. Um, so you're a little worried, but I, I think that uh, Cam Taylor Britt alone makes that spot, um, you know, a place where you're going to grow and, and get a little better. Couldn't have said it any better. I think that is a cornerback spot that gets better going into next year. So it is two, one, and five, two, one, and five, two spots getting better going into 2023. Now, oh, actually, wait, before we get to safeties, nickel corner. Can't forget about my man, Mike Hilton. Uh, of course, like I said, Mike Hilton, Jalen Davis was going to be back uh, in Cincinnati. He signed an extension in the offseason. Um, Hilton's kind of an interesting case because he played well last year, but that age is kind of sneaking up on him. He's going to be 29 this year. Davis, I mean, really hasn't played much at all in his career, but you know how Zach Taylor feels about him, feels very highly of him. So what do we think about nickel corner? Any drop-off, same as before? Or does Hilton maybe surprise us and get even better than he was? I think I uh, think it's the same. Yeah, I'm not not really swayed one way or the other. You got a lot out of Mike Hilton last year. Um, you know, they're you know, they've at least they they kind of think in house that he's the best uh slot corner in the league. So um yeah, I, I think I think you're you're feeling good about where you're at with he and Jalen Davis in uh, in another year in that in that tandem. Yeah, I say the same. I think it's a scheme kind of position too, where that they, they, you know they put him in favorable matchups. I mean, if there's a mismatch, you know they'll go to go to something else uh, to match up against, you know, say a bigger tight end or you know a faster quarterback. I mean, they have ways to kind of scheme and make it sure that he's not put at a disadvantage. Um, I think that nickel is kind of deployed that way. So um, you know, any sort of sort of physical uh, you know, limitations that may prop, crop up as he gets a little older, which I don't, I don't think he's, you know, at that point yet. But um, I, I think they use that position so well. Um, and, have, and, and Lou Armo has, you know, kind of mastered that, that uh, there won't be any drop off. Yep. Yeah, I think like with Mike Hilton and Davis being back, I think that's just going to stay the same. So we're going to say nickel corner. Just keeps on cruising. And we're going to cruise on over to safety as the tally count is Two, one, and six. Two, one, and six going into the safety room. Free safety. And again, this is just a projection because uh, this is assuming, you know, Dax Hill, would, I mean, he will be a starter next year, but assuming he's at free safety. Uh, at free safety, you've got Dax Hill taking in the shoes of Jesse Bates, Tyson Anderson, who redshirted last year, being right behind him. So a lot of freshness, uh, for better or worse, at free safety. I mean, we've talked about this a lot because obviously, you know, Jesse Bates is gone. We talked about that impact. But what do you guys think? Do you think the duo of the excellent Tyson Anderson um, somehow stays the same? Or is it going to be a, a – I don't think it's going to get better. But I guess at this point, is there going to be a bigger drop-off or is it going to stay pretty stagnant, you think? I mean, you could kind of wrap – I mean, I don't want to be repetitive here. So I'll just I'll, – I'll hit the safety spots uh, all at once. Worse, worse. Uh, you're not going to replace three guys. Okay. Two guys that had started three years next to each other. Um, Jesse Bates, you know, who obviously was one of the more well thought of free agent safeties and who got that mega deal. Um, you know, uh, Dax Hill hasn't played. Nick Scott, uh, you know, just 
basically a one-year starter with the Rams. Uh, this is going to be a spot where I think it's going to be the weakness of the defense, but that's to be expected. They had to cut costs, and this is where they cut costs. So I, I think worse in the safety room altogether. Yeah, Mike. Mike is Mike is right here. I mean, yeah. There's going to be a lot of chatter about Dax Hill and how excited they are for him, and that's all well and good. But I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to feel any better or even the same about this position. You still like I, we talked about this with our free agency grades. You lose Jesse Bates. Like I, I don't care if you have the fifth overall pick coming to take over for Jesse Bates. Like you don't know what that guy's going to be. And um, Dax Hill didn't really play safety last year, so you're feeling worse there. Uh, you lose Von Bell and you're, you're taking over a guy who, again, you can feel good about Nick Scott and you can say, hey, this guy, you know, is an ascending player, et cetera, et cetera. You know, kind of all the things that we've heard, um, you know, that safety room is really athletic now. And there's a lot of things to be excited about, I think. It's just I, I don't think you can you can make any kind of reasonable case that each position individually and the tandem together is better than it was at this time in 2022. So in short – Safety's not looking good next year, which I mean, you, I mean, I like that Andrew kind of had two sides of the coin. On the one hand, they're more athletic, especially with Dax Hill and Nick Scott. But I mean, Jesse Bates is a top paid safety in the league and free agency this year for a reason. Von Bell was very versatile as well as he was. And so, yeah, I think those both get worse. So, I mean, that doubles up there. So the final tally count is two spots get better, three get worse six stay the same so i guess i mean this is just based on our assessment of each you know position by position ranking but at the very least if the Bengals' defense doesn't get worse it's not gonna be much better than what we saw last year which you're talking about statistically a down the middle defense that looked like it was a more than a down the middle defense but obviously guys we're we're basing this based on the depth chart now we don't know what the draft is going to hold so they could fill a few more spots like especially in the secondary we don't know or up front on the d line but i mean heading into the nfl draft you know which is hard to believe less than a month away at this point are you just not overall like just in general not really feeling good about this defense or are you just feeling kind of mellow about it i mean i don't know how you feel better than you did a year ago uh, about this defense. I mean, you know, I kind of made the case that I think you need to upgrade the pass rush more than anything this offseason, and that kind of included tight end and running back and and offensive tackle. Um, You know, I I think you need to get after the quarterback more. Uh, Linebacker, you stay the same, but, I mean, at corner, you've got Cheeto coming off an ACL. You've got two new safeties. I I mean, to me, I just – I don't know how you can look at this and say, hey – you know, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of where we're at and we're feeling good about it. I think you kind of need to, you need to add some stuff in the draft and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not, not better than, than it was a few months ago. I'll say that. Well, I think you kind of expected it because the, the money was going to swing to the offense just based on kind of what you had to spend. And then after they signed Orlando Brown, there was really no way they were going to spend any money on the defense in terms of um, you know, tr- acquisitions. I mean, they obviously they, they re-signed kind of surprise, uh, you know, Jermaine Pratt, but that's sort of treading water in the sense that, you know, they lost two of their better players in, in the secondary and uh, those two, two of the better players on the defense. So uh, they're taking a step back. Uh, you don't have a ton of bright young talent here. I mean, Cam Taylor Britt's probably the exception. I mean, Dax Hill could be, but we just don't know yet. Um, so I think, you know, talent wise, you're, you're taking a big step back. 
and you're hoping scheme and some of the veterans can kind of patch those holes. And then obviously you can just outscore teams with Joe Burrow. Uh, but, you know, defensively, you're going to be worse next year. I don't think there's any question statistically um, that that's I, – I just don't think that there's any way to avoid that um, with the way this team is now built uh, as you spend, you know, just a, a ton of money on the offense uh, kind of in the coming years with having to spend – uh, you know, all that on Orlando Brown, at Joe Burrow's extension, Jamar Chase's extension, and then maybe a T. Higgins extension. So uh, there's just no way around it. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. That is the state of the Bengals defense going into next year. Just to kind of wrap up with one question, guys. I know we've talked a lot of defense, so I'm kind of contradicting here with uh, an offensive question. I wanted to ask this yesterday, but I wanted to wait till Mike got back because um, I think it's an interesting one. So obviously we weren't at the NFL's owners' meetings in Phoenix, but one thing that was talked about with Zach Taylor uh, earlier in the week was kind of the state of the offensive line, the situation with Jonah obviously he said that the plan is for him to be at right tackle next year but he kind of and you know I'm loosely quoting him here he said that Jonah would have to compete to be at right tackle not necessarily just kind of have it handed to him obviously maybe that's in regards to like you know you got Lyle Collins there so that could be it but it makes me wonder too and Jay Morrison kind of wrote about this in the athletic and that's where I think this is a good question do you think he might be implying that Jackson Carmen could be in, in, be in the mix for competing at that right tackle spot? Or do you think that's just coach speak for, oh, everyone's competing for every position, essentially? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you get I a lot of coach speak in the offseason. Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. I think you're leaving it open. You don't want to get Jackson Carmen discouraged that he can't compete for it. Um, but also there's uncertainty if Jonah Williams will be on the team. So, um you know, I think that's sort of what that means, right? Like, you don't know if you're going to trade him. You don't know if you're going to have him. So you hope he comes in and competes. I mean, what else, what else is he going to say? I think, you know, that's kind of where they're at right now, and they're going to weigh their options as the, the offseason goes on and what happens in the draft. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe this is a silly question, but should Jackson Carmen compete at right tackle? I mean, if Jonah Williams is not there, should he compete? Well, who else would? You're not going to slot an injured Lyle Collins in there. What if he's healthy and you say, oh, well, you know, Lyle is healthy, but we don't know if he's the same as last year. Like if he's healthy going into training camp and Jonah Williams gets traded, hypothetically, obviously, does Jackson Carmen make a case for competing? I mean, Jackson Carmen is going to compete. I, there's, I don't think there's I, – I, even in the generous timeline, I don't think Lyle Collins is going to be 100% at the start of training camp. I mean, they've basically – he basically said – that was the exception when he was talking about the competition that they don't know what to make of where Collins will be. So I think, yeah, Jackson Carmen will be in the discussion. Yeah, fair enough. But no, I just thought that was interesting. It made me wonder, like, is that just coach speak or is there maybe something that we don't know as far as like a shift? But yeah, I, I think that speaks for itself. Just want to draw all thoughts on that. Um, but to kind of wrap up, we talked about all this football, 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 but Mike, you were at Universal in LA, I guess what Burbank technically, and you were at Disneyland. I have never been to either of those places. I've only been to California once in my life, and it was not Los Angeles. Um, I mean, obviously, you you have your two kids. You took them there. They had all the fun. But I mean, like, what did you think? Was it pretty cool? Like Disneyland, Universal, pretty cool spots. Well, we went to go to the new Mario Land. Uh, we're all a very big Nintendo family. Um, That's right. Point. Um, you know, for anybody that has any sort of passing interest in that character uh, or video games in general. Uh, it was a really cool, um, uh, impressive 
sort of, uh, you know, if you're talking, if you do theme parks, um, you know, it's sort of an impressive thing that they built and designed and feels like you're walking into a level of the game. Um, in Disneyland, obviously, I haven't been in, you know, a lot of years, but, um, you know, also has some immersive uh, experiences, whether it's the Star Wars land or the Cars land, um, some very cool stuff out there. Um, but I mean, yeah, I could do a couple podcasts on uh, going to those parks, but uh, just, yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, a good time was had and hopefully the kids made some memories. Now, what, isn't there a movie coming out, a Super Mario movie coming out? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, next, uh, I think it's a week from today. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I, I saw the trailers, and I was just like, okay. I, I, I figured that would be kind of right up your alley, but I wasn't sure. I uh... We'll be going on opening day, yes. Well, there you go. Well, I hope you enjoy that. I uh, I will not be there opening day, but uh, so I won't see you there, but I hope you, I hope you and the family enjoy the movie. I'll tell you how it is. I almost forgot about that, but yeah, when we get back on this podcast after you watch that, let me know how that goes, because maybe after Ramadan is over and I'm more like free and open to watch some movies and stuff, I'll definitely have to go check it out, but no, I'm glad you had a good time. I, like I said, I've never been to either of those parts, uh, or those parks, I should say, in uh, LA, so maybe if I'm ever out there one day, or if, you know, fast forward a few years from now, I'm married with kids, I'll have to take them there because that sounds pretty cool. But stay with us because uh, tomorrow we've got a special podcast. I don't want to give too much away other than it's about Joe Burrow, who you can never have enough Joe Burrow talk, right? So we're going to talk a lot about Joe Burrow, and uh, I'll give away a little more. His contract extension, kind of some thoughts and uh, talks on that moving forward. So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow. But once again, for myself, Mike and Andrew, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the sunshine if you're in Cincinnati. And 